Welcome to Awaken with Victoria Bond. I am your host, Victoria. I'm a spiritual empowerment coach, a psychic medium, and a business mentor. In this podcast, you will be able to dive in to everything from conscious parenting, human design, psychic development, and business. I interview some of the top leaders in this field. So if you're a facilitator, a mother, or you're going through an awakening process, this is the podcast to listen to. You can find all the information to every show in the show notes and dive deeper into any area that you are choosing. I can't wait to connect with you. I'll see you inside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. We have Meg Williams with us, who is a woman's pleasure coach and sex educator. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. And the way that we met, <laughs> like, let's not like have the whole like 45 minutes on that. But the way that we met was really profound. And I just want to bring this up because you are an absolute goddess. And what you do is I know you work with all the different goddesses. I can't wait to hear about that. But the particular guide that brought us together was Mary Magdalene. And um, I was just reading Mary Magdalene Revealed. And one of our mutual clients, who is an absolute beauty queen, she she had mentioned you. And you were popping up in my feed a little bit. And I was like, I don't know why I feel like I know this lady. I, I'm just going to like reach out and say hello. And you messaged me back literally just before I was going into a ceremony with my sisters, literally for the first time, which is very bizarre because I've been doing this for a while. And I went through an absolute rebirth and you held me like I, I still have kind of tears. It was only about four weeks ago, but you held me in that space. You're a coach, but you didn't try to sell me. You didn't know me from a bar of soap, but you listened to me. And you replied and you said, I am so, so, so excited for you. I'm here for you. This is so powerful. And that's when I realized that you had been sent to me to be a guide in this this season um, or this lifetime, who knows, right? Um, so I want to say thank you, first of all, because I know you don't just do, didn't just do that for me, right? You you hold so many beautiful women um, goddesses in, in your vortex. Um, so... And you've held me for the last month, surprisingly for me, because I hold so many. So I would just want to say thank you. And oh. also like, wow, what a powerful job, work, mm. mission you have. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because I'm like, well, it's the same, you know, same big powerful mission that you or anyone else has. But I think this is this is really the beauty and why I, I know like it's the divine alignment, right? The way that goddesses are pulled together uh, when in alignment, it, it's like, it's really such an unbeautiful uh, unfolding, such a beautiful unfolding, like we experienced. Um, and I count my blessings every day. Like it's like, you know, getting to be in conversations with women all the time, like just so excited to talk about all of this and really what is moving for everyone. And it's like, oh God, I just could talk about this all day. And it's like, oh, 
I literally do. I literally do get to, this is all day, every day is talking about, you know, the goddess and, um, and our feminine power and the pussy power and all the deliciousness. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy. I just love, uh, how we were brought together. Yeah. It's really, it's been really profound. It really has. And I feel like, to be honest, I'm at the very beginning of this sexual exploration of myself. Um, I, when I moved to Whangamata, my hometown about nine months ago, so I've just been through a whole birth cycle, kind of interesting that. And here we are talking today on the podcast about it, but I went through this energy of forgiveness. I went back to the place where I first had sex with Luke, my husband, now husband when I was 16. And I had to do a lot of forgiveness on that because I drank alcohol and I said, come on, let's just do this thing and get this thing done with. But I was so passionate and loved him so much. And I stole something from him that day and myself, Mm -hmm. which was that sacredness, that sacred um, pleasure, you know, and of course we had a lot of pleasure after that, but it was just the, there's so much non-spoken stuff around sex and pleasure. And one of the things I've been in one of your programs, which has been phenomenal, highly recommend it, any of your programs actually, because I just want to do them all. <laughs> but um, we've been learning about the clitoris. We've been learning about the anatomy and the G-spot, all these different things, right? And I half the reason why I did this program was because I have a daughter and I don't want her having the same experience I did. Now, my experience wasn't traumatizing like other some other people's, but it hurt my heart to know that the, I want to say like the ignorance, like it's just the non-knowing and the, the shame and the guilt around sex as a teenager and all that type of stuff. So the long and the short of it is being in your program has taken me back to kind of like being a teenager to relearn. And there's, you know, these vulva profiles, um, which I haven't even been able to assess, but I did take a photo of my own vulva and, or my own Yoni, whatever you want to call it, vagina, fanny. No, I don't know that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All the names. And I'm looking at it going, oh my God, it's legit beautiful. If you actually look at it. And this is something that I know you've talked about, but there's all these profiles And there's more than one place that you can um, have pleasure and different types of pleasure. Um, Mm -hmm. There's this goddess connection as well, where you can tap in to your intuition and manifest by tapping into the wisdom of the Yoni. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot there, but this is like what I've downloaded from you. And I know I'm at the beginning. So can you tell us a little bit maybe about, let's start at the beginning. Like how did you go from, because you were a school teacher. Mm-hmm. and you've got children and all mm-hmm. the things how did you go from that to now in front of the screen and your beautiful lingerie teaching about educating about pleasure yeah um I feel like the very first piece like just how you would share to you know the journey that you had going back to your hometown to that you know where you first had had this you know, very, you know, lost your virginity is as, as everyone would, you know, how we term it and, um, or coin it, but this is, you know, this is exactly why I teach this is because this is what the patriarchal world system has done. It is, it has divided us from this, from our, for, from our, um, intuitive guidance, which is what I call our goddess voice, which is 
the source of that is in our yoni, in our womb space. And so that what the patriarchal world system has shown, you know, sort of just like as like a blanket understanding of sexuality is this really superficial experience where the where it focuses on pleasure as just genital pleasure, like the pleasure that we like, just the feel good sensation, which I always say like, that's great. And we still want to have that, but that's the cherry on top. What we really like the meat of what I dive into in my programs and, and, you know, what, what we've been talking about together for the past couple of weeks is that sacred element. Like this isn't just something that feels good. This isn't just something that is just, um, genital stimulation this is about evoking our source energy about connecting to our goddess about connecting to our power to lead with our desires and pleasure through our lives so i just i love that you brought that experience up because this is you know this is to no fault of our own this is what is thrown at us by society. And so this is like, this is my leading mission of why I'm here, why I show up is that she's here, you know, like this power source is right here under, under our nose, right here between our legs. Like she's there. It's just, we've been so divided from that wisdom and it's not taught to us anywhere else. Uh, so it's about creating a space where we can talk about it and, you know, showing women, Hey, this is, it's simple, but it's not easy to connect to that energy source. Um, so for me, uh, it was not the easy journey naturally to get here. Um, because I was a teacher. So this was like, you know, following uh, what I could of my intuitive guidance. Really, I mean, I guess it is the path that I was meant to be on because it got me here. Um, but I always knew like teacher from like when I was a little kid, like teacher, I knew that's what I was going to be. Uh, again, in our culture, teachers were the people who showed up in classrooms and worked with kids. Um, kids are, like you said, with your children. Um, I've got two young girls. So I very much desire for my girls to grow up with this awareness um, and to be in their power and to be connected to this power source instead of divided from it. And so, um, so I thought that it was in the classroom, which was where I was supposed to be teaching. Uh, of course, uh, you know, that was just not a healthy place. It was, um, you know, giving all of myself, which I still do. But once I had a family, um, you know, I just couldn't do the two and I wasn't showing up for my family and I knew family was always number one. Um, and just so many other things, uh, my pussy is what led me forward. Um, when we are out of alignment, when we are not listening, uh, this energy stagnant energy is stored in our body. And, uh, I, the way I see it is really it's all stored down in our pelvic bowl. It's the bowl, it holds it all, right? So everything that we don't clear or move settles and sinks into the space. And so this is where I was starting to see, experience my dis-ease in my body. Um, I had fibroids, um, uh, cysts, like, you know, the whole thing, insane uh, menstrual cramps, like debilitating. I've had the ambulance called by bystanders twice, you know, like really debilitating. 
And my breaking point was, uh, we were trying to conceive our, our second and I ended up miscarrying and that was the bottom of the bottom. I can remember being on that floor thinking, I can't, I can't continue to do it the way that I'm doing this. Like it was just absolute devastation. And I, yeah, when I got up off of that floor, it was like, okay, what do I need to do to start changing? And the first thing my inner voice led me to was to book my appointment with my doctors, like give me all the tests, get me in for all the ultrasounds. And I remember it was the first time in my life too, where I dared to try doing something really differently. And I thought, I'm going to go to my doctor and I'm going to say, I need you to write me leave of absence. Um, there's, there's too much on my plate. I need something to give. This is where I'm over giving. Something has to change. And I thought like, what am I thinking? Like, I can't go to my doctor and like, tell them what I want them to do for me, but it, it, it happened. And I left that doctor's appointment with a doctor's note. And it was like that. I, once you get that doctor's note, you can't go back to work. Um, so you know, the next day I was out of the classroom and I went into deep, deep healing and, uh, really quickly, the doctor said, don't even try to get pregnant, you know, like three until three months, you know, giving your uterus time to heal. And before even three months, we were pregnant again. I truly believe that soul actually came back around to me. Um, and that was the, that was the beginning of the path. So I knew at that point, I'm not ever going to be able to go back to teaching. Um, something told me you're it's time to transition. There is something more having absolutely no clue. It was completely stepping into the unknown. I had no idea what would be next. Um, I knew that it was going to be creating, you know, my own business. Um, and then because of all of this, I, I started to dive into sacred sexuality, like it's specifically, that was the very first program I went to was a sacred sexuality program. And then just like Mary brought us together, uh, what happened while I was going through this program, as I was doing the embodiment practices, um, we, we, I would do the practices, either the self-pleasure practices myself or the sacred, um, sex practices with my husband. And after I was getting such deep, clear downloads from Mary Magdalene, which were pleasure, pleasure codes. And so I thought, oh, whoa, wow, this is really vivid. I'm going to sit and as we do, I'm going to journal and I'm going to like take note of, okay, this is really powerful. And, you know, it was um, initiated by the practice that I was given, but it was like, you know, full like temple experiences, essentially, that I was being shown like directly in temple. And eventually it got to a point where it was like six of six of these. And I, I can remember the moment, like turning to my husband in the house and saying, oh my God, I don't think, cause I'm kind of thinking like, I have so many of these, what am I going to do? And then it was like, these are not just for me. And it was that big moment too of going, gosh, I've been an elementary school teacher. You know, we live in a very small remote town. Am I really? going to like go public and declare that I have this sacred sex. Am I really going to wear lingerie online while I'm teaching a bunch of women looking at vaginas? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, and I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. And had no idea at that point, you know, like how, how devoted I was going to be to this path. Cause I mean, even thinking like that three years ago, probably, I mean, 10 years ago, if anybody had told me this, I mean, I have girlfriends who were like, I'm not surprised Meg, like this, I so see this, but I would have been surprised. Right. I, I would not have thought this would be where I'm going. Um, but the other part, which, you know, and, and as the listeners probably know with our spirit guides, right. The other piece that, you know, Ian had said, you just got to put it out there and see, you'll know, right. Like either there will be a response or there won't. And, and then I also like, you don't ignore your guides. That's exactly how you get off, off the path. And so I thought, okay. And, you know, Mary Magdalene, she is an incredible guide. So I thought I, yeah, there's, I'm not, you can't ignore this. Um, which thank goodness, because look, like, look where, look where we are. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's really incredible to be able to take women on this experience because like, you, you know, you're like, I took a picture. Like, this is most of them are like, I've, the number of women who go, actually, this is the first time I've ever looked at her. Yeah. And I just took my first picture of her ever, you know, like, I've just wanted to be like, hey, me, can I just send you this photo so you can tell me what profile? Because I'm really fucking confused because there's so many. It's like 12 programs. I don't know how many. How many profiles are there? Nine profiles. Nine with a lot of profiles. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. I didn't know there were so many shapes and sizes and, like, intricacies and all that type of stuff. It's, it is it is a bit of a um a study, but at the same time, it's like we need to know who we are. Like, you look at your face and you know which side is – like I, I started when I was doing photo shoots a long time ago for modeling, I was um, for a particular thingamajig. I was like, oh, I don't really like that side because I've got a hook on that side. Like, you know, like I know my face, you know, but I had no yeah. idea. And I had these conversations with my sister and I said, we're doing G-spot week. We're doing pleasure research. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I love me. And she's like, do you know where your G-spot is? And she's like, nah, not really. And I go, this is bad. This is so bad. We are nearly 40 and we have no idea. Like, and we just looked at each other and I was like, I'm like a baby when it comes to this stuff. And like, I want to say as well, just to those listening. So I know there's a lot of the sexual trauma and I know there's a lot of shame and guilt around for me, you know, being a Catholic girl, um, sneaking off to have sex with my, my boyfriend. Um, like, my mum and dad aren't stupid, but at the same time, I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And when I said to my mum at 18, I'm having sex with Luke, she was like, I'm not stupid. And she stood mm. up and she walked off. And I really craved that conversation, you know, um, and it's not her fault because she didn't have like any, she didn't even know what a period was when she got it, like 11 or something. Um, so we are educating, you know, you are educating and um, I said to Luke at the beginning of working with you, and I know I'm going to be working with you f- way more because it's just the beginning of the opening of all of this. But um, I said to him, I need to find myself. And although I felt like I already have, and I teach about pleasure practices and spiritual practices and stuff, I realized that I needed to start at the beginning, you know, and go, well, what actually do I know? And what do I feel about myself? And how do I feel about being intimate with myself and how do I feel about being intimate with a partner and I had to actually use my voice with my husband and say I'm going on a sexual exploration of myself and that was probably about I don't know maybe like seven months ago and it's just and then all these guides like yourself and different things have popped up into my world and I've gone I really 
have some weird blocks around this stuff, which I wasn't aware of, but I know it's the conditioning. So to decondition that, and what I love about you, Meg, is it's gentle and it starts with self and it starts with touch, not necessarily going off and having like, you know, a few orgasms a day. It's not about the orgasm. It's about the coming back to the self and and loving the body and the different things that give us pleasure. So one of the things that I've done with Luke is I've said to him, look, I don't know what I really like. I want to explore. I mean, of course, I know what I like in a certain realm of things. Obviously, I've been with him for 22 years, but I want to explore the me now, not the me then or then or then or then or then or then like the now 39 year old Victoria what does she want? She doesn't drink alcohol. So that's not going to be her turn on. Like, what do I want? What makes me feel good? And literally, I think you've said this as well as like our, our Kings want to please us and want to connect. But the conversation I had to have with him was a bit weird to begin with. Cause I was like, I need to start at the beginning. So he literally kissed me and I was like, I don't, I don't like your prickles on my, I don't like it. And rather than him getting insulted, actually at first he was a little bit insulted and then he thought about it. <laughs> But he came back and he's like, okay, this is interesting. What would you like me to do? And I said, today, I'd like you to rub my back. You know, and it sounds so silly. And then another time it's like, well, we're all in different seasons and rhythms and cycles. So it's like, well, what do I feel like today? You know, what do I, who do I feel like being? What turns me on today? So there's this, it's kind of like giving yourself grace and compassion because let's face it so many generations before us and even in this timeline now it is a rinse and repeat repeat process how often do you have sex you know how often do you pleasure yourself and I realized that I felt guilty about spending time with myself and Mm. I'm still working through that because my husband's like yo you know chime in (laughs) you know and I'm like but I don't want to because I want to be alone and I'm not talking about masturbation here I'm talking about pleasure practices so Mm. Yeah. Can you maybe talk a little bit to that person that is beginning to that person who's going, this is bringing, this is like tinging for me, but I'm too scared to tell my husband. Um, And also like, I do have big barriers and boundaries up because, you know, um, it's easy to have sex for instance, but (laughs) it's not really easy so much for everybody to completely receive and let themselves go and to play and have fun. Yeah. Um, there's so many pieces that I want to dive into here. Um, you know, the, the, there's two phrases that I repeat constantly, like you are your best lover, which is why I think that the pleasure practice for a woman is so important is because there is no one who can love you as good and as well, and as deeply as you can love yourself. And this is, that's huge and sort of um, barrier breaking in so many ways, because especially uh, within relationships, like a lot of the times that's, we're thinking our partners is the ones who are supposed to bring us pleasure. And this is, this is the powerful, you know, like if we look at a couple as, you know, the king and the queen, which is really like, you know, that's what we want to see every, every woman and man, you know, walking the face of this earth is for everyone to be able to be witnessed and seen and treated and held as the king and the queen that they are. And the queen 
that's her, you know, she holds that responsibility. That's how we reclaim our power source is recognizing that, that, that you are the source, that there is no one else out there who's going to be able to fulfill that pleasure, that desire for you better than, than you can. And again, this is that divide that we've kind of spent lifetimes um, thinking that, that another person, um, some magical product or uh, something is going to be the answer, but it's like, the answer is you. <laughs> and so, and then this is the other piece with pleasure is um, when we talk about pleasure and pain, like pleasure is limitless. This is what I love about um, the Sanskrit word yoni as, as I um, translating to sacred space, like the womb is the infinite space. This is literally why the womb is the portal to our to access the goddess is because it's through that space that we access this quantum realm, the infinite field that surrounds us. And so it's through that, which we can source pleasure. I know. And so again, for the beginners who are like, but I don't want to go there yet. It's okay. Um, but still, this is like any pleasure that we're going to birth in our lives still moves through us from that sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to uh, to connect to that, we can start wherever we are, whether it is, um, just starting to like, what do I want? And I love how you said that too. Like in that moment was like, what would feel good right now? That's, and that's like one of my go-tos is, is because we are not always going to feel super turned on or super fabulous. So wherever we are, what would feel good right now? Is it putting a pair of slippers on your feet? Is it sitting in front of the fire? Is it running a hot bathtub and giving yourself an hour with candlelight and rose petals and essential oils to sit in that? Is it taking time in the shower and, you know, just like gently touching your body with your fingers and giving yourself a moment to be just present with you and your body in the shower instead of just like, you know, or sudsing up and washing off and 10 minutes later, you're like, did I even shower today? <laughs> like we can be so caught up in our heads. Um, pleasure is about one dropping into our bodies. That is how we connect with our feminine. And then when we can work with that pleasure from wherever we access the entry point to it, it expands. So this is the thing too, with desires, like, you know, like, what do you desire today? Well, I really want a piece of chocolate what kind of chocolate do you want? Do you want chocolate covered raisins? Do you want a square of white chocolate? Do you want dark chocolate? Do you want some like pure cacao? So this is how it begins to expand. And then it's like, well, oh, I'd like some cacao. Uh, what, what cup would feel really delicious to drink it out of, right? So our pleasure can expand. And so it eventually when we come in at whatever point we are at, we begin to feel safe in our bodies. And this is like for a lot of women who feel um, like they can't access that, um, you know, like not wanting to go to the Yoni. Uh, this is so again, it's because it's not been a safe experience for, you know, this is one of the things that I'll ask in a group, in a group um, setting is like how, you know, who here has experienced trauma? Who here has been um, assaulted? Who here has um, been molested? who here has had their ass grabbed at a bar without consent, you know, like 
every, almost everyone in that room is going to put her hand up. And this is not okay. And we, we can reclaim this and we can clear this shame and guilt and anger and sadness by actually giving ourselves space. This is again, why it's not the easy path, um, but when we can create safe space to begin to sit with that, to explore it, to move it through and out of our bodies, we begin to make our this body temple a safe space again. We are holding space to have those conversa conversations about the uncomfortable so that we can get comfortable. And when we jump in with our pleasure practice, wherever it begins, eventually we are going to feel safe to come back to our erotic pleasure. And then that, <laughs> and with that, that is also infinite. Um, so yeah, that's, sorry, that was a long way around all of that. No, that's, no, that's perfect. And you know, what I'm really hearing here is uh, tired and burnt out mamas, you know, um, or, you know, or, or people you don't need to be a mum. like everyone's busy in this world it's like on super speed um the whole world right now so it's kind of like well if you are forever martyring yourself like giving yourself out and you're not you're like sculling back that coffee and then you're carrying on and then you're fitting in this and you're fitting in that it's like the schedule is full and a lot of people live that way and now coming into this new paradigm that we're coming into it's more feminine um based and that means manifesting from pleasure not pressure right and of course and I may have heard you say that the other day I don't know I heard that and I was like whoa that like has been like really like popped it's like manifesting from pleasure and that is tapping into that energy that the tingling of around those around those centers around that root around that sacral and I found for me that you know, all sex aside type of thing, like it doesn't begin there, does it? it? It it kind of, I don't want to say it ends there either, but for me with my spiritual journey, like eight years ago, I was getting these little fanny flutters. I was getting tingles every time I thought about spiritual stuff or I started watching like a, a guru or something, I'd be like, oh, and it was my sign to say that you're on the right track. And I was like, what is happening to my vagina? Like, I was like, what is happening to, to what is happening down there? Cause it was tingle and like talk nearly. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And then I realized I'm excited by this yeah. particular thing. And so many people turn that off because they stop looking at their pleasure and their play. And I, I don't know about everybody else, but play for me has not been safe. Because mm. if I played, if I got to, I talked to you about that yesterday in our one-to-one, -one, if I played and if I was too loud and I was the oldest child, so I had responsibilities, then I could potentially get yelled at for being too loud because kids are loud, you know, um, and it wasn't safe. So I tried to keep us all quiet. Um, and that's not to say my parents were bad. They just were disciplined um, or disciplining us. <laughs> so now that I'm an adult, it's like, what gives me those tingles? In what area? And everyone has their own thing. You know, everyone mm -hmm. has their own, that pleasure practice, like you say, it doesn't have to be a, I give myself an hour every day to do this and this and this and this. And if that works for you, sweet as, but most of us, it doesn't work for. My pleasure practice today was a client canceled 
which I was delightful about because I was like, great, this is perfect. It's always divine and aligned. Um, and I said, come on, Luke, we're going to the beach. And I put my feet in the water and I breathed in and I listened to some of my, you know, WhatsApps on there. And I was like, oh my God, this is pleasurable. This is bringing me so much joy. And it doesn't mean I'm going to race off to the bedroom and have sex, you know, although that may be nice. But the point is, if you fill up your cup and I love what you said about you're going to come home to yourself. So you start mm. with, with where you're at. But if you try to get to the place, the ultimate, this is where I need to get, and you try to start there, then you end up kind of disappointed. And that's what I found in the bedroom with Luke was we're like, we had to do some pleasure research. I'm in this program. And then he like kissed me and I went, I don't like that. And he was like, oh, okay, well, what the hell do you want? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know, you know, and then, um, having those conversations and starting softly and gently. And that's what we should have done at 16. That is what mm, we should have done. But yes. no one told me. Right. No, no. And this is, you know, and this is so powerful because this is exactly that. And I love that you and Luke have been like, had that experience at 16 and, you know, or, and this is so common too. I hear like so many women who are coming to it now in their lives going, I feel like a virgin again. And it's like, it is, it's because this is the reclamation, right? You're like, it's like, you're saying no more. I'm reclaiming my power. I'm reclaiming my sexuality. I'm reclaiming my sex, which is just your core nature. And, um, and then you guys together get to reflect this for your kids is so, so delicious. Um, and it's communication. And I have a fantastic relationship. It's amazing, but you're never there. You're, you're, no one is ever there because you're always moving and growing and expanding. So it's kind of like having the communication as well. And it doesn't mean you have to communicate everything. It's just like you are where you're at mm -hmm. and be willing to give yourself a little bit more, a little bit more grace, a little bit more lead way, a, um, creating some space for yourself. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the body as well, because, you know, there's looking at the, um, the, the profiles and all the stuff that you teach, I think is phenomenal. Um, the profiling, but, um, the body. So some of us have had babies and some of us have had babies and still got abs and great, great bodies, but there's this absolute mentality of, I've got to be a size 10. I've got mm. to, wear the bikinis, like I'm always like, and this has been my pattern, when I lose 10 kgs and when I um, do this and do that, and sometimes that when never happens and we have, we only have now, always. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you do this with people, but working around that feminine, that tummy area, um, I think we need more information about that and loving ourselves because people say I love myself but they probably won't stand there look in the mirror and actually go wow I don't mind having the, this extra coverage or I love I like I love my curves to be honest like I am the biggest in my entire family um because they're all teeny tiny and I've got a bar I've got boobs mind you my boobs are not actually real but <laughs> I filled them up but I have got a shape a feminine shape and it's gorgeous you know so it's like how do we reclaim our power within our bodies when all we see is this image of the superstar 
Yeah. Again, right. Thanks to the patriarchy. <laughs> um, this is one of the things that, you know, like, again, there's so many places to like, you know, in, in sacred nectar, we're talking about the anatomical structure of the yoni um, and the work that I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and with like deeply diving into the work with Regina Thomas Hauer um, is these tools and practices that will actually sink us into our body. Um, you know, so we're not trying to move through our life from up here in our head, but being able to actually, because again, it's through our body in the feminine, right? Is the feminine is form is matter. It's, it is this body. And uh, what, what uh, there's all these feminine arts, right? There that we can work with. Um, and the feminine arts being these gateways and, and ways in which we can access the feminine through our body. And one of the, one of the feminine arts is to, to just be able to love yourself no matter what, which is like, but that's the problem is I don't know how to do that. And, but that is why also the feminine arts are a discipline, right? Like this is, it's not something that we just like fall into or, or just happen to sort of like spontaneously catch it's a discipline it's about showing up and making choices about making a commitment to think and act a certain way and so this is like you know one of one of my favorite practices to do with with clients is um because music is so powerful it's you know with music we can really set a tone so finding um like a, a sensual song that we would move to and looking at because there's for me is my neck. <laughs> it's like so weird. But for me, it's like, I, I have a really long neck. And as I age, like I have these lines and I, I can just remember like my great grandmother, like I just remember, I don't know what I was a kid. Like it must've something about it. Anyways, it's stuck. And now I see it in me. And, um, so, so if it's your tummy, you know, it would be your tummy, but it's taking a sensual song and with sensual touch uh, or velvet touch where, so velvet touch is where not just where you're receiving through the touch of your hands, but you're receiving through um, also like your palms. So you're, you're giving and receiving um, through touch in multiple ways. And, um, and it's so powerful to do in a group because then you're also, you know, this is the power of sisterhood is being seen and witnessed by the sisters that you're surrounded with, but taking this body part that, you would catch yourself, you know, in a mirror kind of, you know, talking down and bringing your hands to touch that space and, and coming up with the words of, you know, like, I love, I love this part of my body. Um, you know, my neck is so for me, you know, my neck is so long and elegant. I love the length of it. It's so sensual, you know, it's, uh, where my voice comes from my powerful voice that has so much to say and bring into this world. And it would be the same, you know, the same thing for your belly, like, you know, that's bringing that sensual touch to your belly. Cause you know, often you probably don't even want to touch it if you're not loving it. So it's bringing the sensual touch, like this belly birthed my babies. I love these stretch marks. You know, this is, that's the one I literally was doing this just two days ago on my Monday um, in my own personal practice was these stretch marks on my hips. And it's like, I love these stretch marks because they've taken me through so much in my life. Um, 
I love the touch of my skin. My skin is so soft on my tummy and bringing that sensual pleasure into connecting with your body. And it's not going to, you know, it will change. It will change in one sitting, but it's the discipline of catching yourself when your thoughts are starting to say the other thing and going, Oh, I know what I need to stop and do right now. And you know, it's, it's rerouting the pathways. Yeah. It's breaking patterns and creating new ones. And, um, and that can apply to everything. And I love that because where are we not applying that? Um, I, I quite often in magnificent mediumship, my, my biggest, you know, conversation with people isn't about the readings. And for you, it's probably not about the intercourse, you know, it's really about, um, the confidence, the empowerment, um, to be there. And, you know, my husband has always been like, you are the most beautiful thing in the world. And he said that for 22 years, minus the two years we broke up. Um, but, and so when I wanted to get uh, breast enhancement, um, which I probably will um, revoke at some point, I imagine. But when that happened, he was kind of devastated because he's like, but you're so perfect as you are. And he's like, I just, he, he literally had tears in his eyes and he's just like, I just, I think you're perfect, but you will do what you need to do for you. Um, and again, he never, didn't ever want me to get tattoos. Um, he likes real natural and I was a hairdresser for 20 years. So it's kind of hilarious. Um, but he, he loves, even loves my tattoos now, but he was just like, you're just perfect as you are. But it, it doesn't matter how much somebody else tells us we're beautiful or perfect. It, it has to be up to us. And I kind of wish I had all this information. Um, I don't regret anything I've done, but I wish I had all this information and these disciplines you know, I could have saved 20K and, and also um, yeah. worked on, wow, these breasts, you know, they may be totally saggy and, but I breastfed for so long with my divine children and I loved breastfeeding. That's half the reason why I crave having another baby was to breastfeed and give birth, yeah. but I don't, but I don't want to look after the baby. It's too hard. <laughs> but it, it's so hard, but it's like, we're and this is nothing against breast enhancement or anything that we do our bodies its own personal preference and what we do but what if we were so beautiful with our wrinkles and with our I've always hated all my smile lines because I've got a really expression face so it's like well put some Botox in there and stop all those expressions you know and it's like well mm -hmm. What if I shifted that and what if I actually took some time out to discipline myself on you know, loving all parts of me. So yeah. it's just some interest, interesting perspective to shift. Yeah. And this is, and that's such a, you know, and, and for everyone listening to just, if everyone can just feel into that for a second, like if we could all just start to do that about all of those, because, you know, if we could actually hear out loud, all the things that we're thinking, you know, and picking about ourselves, like we wouldn't do that out loud to anybody else, but, but we're doing it because we're in this body. But if we could stop and just start, like you said, doing that and feeling that about all those things and just literally like hyping ourselves up, just feel for a second into how you would move through the world and how you would show up. And this is it. Like when you were talking about the tingling, you know, like this is about us turning on, like, this is literally about that flipping flipping the 
and I'm meaning literally your turn on so that you are walking through the world in that state, like just feeling like the freaking queen that you are, that you came here to be. Um, you know, I, I say this all the time too. Like if, if we could just create a massive wave of that, where there's just women who are turned on and juicy and passionate for life and confident and literally stepping out their door glowing, mm-hmm. um, we could get rid of literally all the militaries. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we want to send waves of out into the world. That would, these women, we would change the world. Yeah. And I, I think as well, the comparisons, you know, um, and people compare and what they do. And I think it's a human. My husband always says it's very human. Like he is honestly like a guru. I don't even know why the hair keeps like <laughs> he needs to be having his own show this man, but, yeah. um, like people are human and people compare and you compare bodies. Like I'm short you know, and you're like, I imagine you're tall because you're, you're slim and elegant and beautiful and like a ballet dancer. <laughs> and I look at you, I'm like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't dare to can compare us because I can't grow taller, you know, like I can't grow my hair that long. So there's no, oh. but what if we just yeah. looked at others and said, I see you and I see your beauty rather than going, oh my God, like I've got two sisters, right? So I'm kind of like, Oh, now I'm the fat sister, you know, like, because I am the largest and my, my sister's a little, um, and it's like, and they always say to me, you are so beautiful, Victoria, your hips, honestly, we're really good at complimenting each other, my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you're, you've got such a small waist and you've got a beautiful booty and, you know, we think you're divine and gorgeous. And I'm like, I'm like three sizes bigger than you. And they're like, we think you're perfect. And what yes. if we did that? And they're my biological sisters. But what if we did that for everybody and said, I just, you know, I see you. And, you know, what Mm -hmm. if they were like, yeah, I know. I love my boobs. Or, you know, like, I love Mm -hmm. having a butt. Or, you know, I love that um, I have the short blonde hair, you know, and I love that you have the long dark hair. Like, imagine how the world would change if we weren't trying to fit into something or to shred or when I get there, because we are just simply here. Mm-hmm. now yeah the comparing thing has to change with the woman in the world yeah oh gosh so and and again that slips into uh, you know it's again the toxic patriarchy because if we compare then we can find the things wrong and then we can just you know throw out all of our dollar bills to get the products to fix it um but what i what i hear you saying and and also what i hear you and your sisters really exemplifying is true sisterhood, like, you know, where we can get rid of judgment and comparison. Your husband is right. It's part of our human nature, but instead of slipping into comparison, like seeing that woman in the supermarket and going, oh my God, she's so beautiful. I wish that I looked like that, but going, oh my God, she's so beautiful. And so am I Yeah. right. Like being able to see that in someone else and then say she is, which means I am also because we're just mirrors, you know, of one, one another and even better saying that, seeing that, and then saying it to her, right? Like actually seeing it and we don't have to compare. We can just be like in turn on like, oh my God, that woman is so damn gorgeous. I'm going to go tell her and you're in your turn on. Cause you're just admire, you're just in admiration 
and not slipping into comparison and cutting yourself down. And then you're going to take your turn on and you're going to ripple this out to her. And, and then that's going to ripple out because she's going to be like, Oh my God, I didn't expect someone to catch me in the grocery store to tell, to tell me how incredible I look today. You know, like it's, this is the impact. This is why I'm telling you like, and again, why the patriarchy cuts us down is because if, if we let turned on women loose, um, it's going to be a power. <laughs> Listen up girls. Don't be too loose. Um, it's really interesting that you say that because yesterday in one of my calls, um, I said, look, people don't know the obvious because I was talking about readings. So, so we're talking about readings, but it's all about everything always. And I said to one of the girls, you know, like, I love to tell you, I love to say, look, you're so freaking stunning. You're so beautiful. And, and I go, but you know, we don't often tell each other that because we think that the other person knows. Like when I'm like, oh, Meg, you're so freaking stunning. I don't want to be condescending or patronizing or, you know, like insult you. So I think a lot of people are afraid to say what yeah. they're thinking because I had like, I never, people don't come up to me and say you're beautiful or anything like that. And if they do, I've always gone, um, are you taking the piss? Like, I think, are you, are you joking? And I had a person come up to me a long, 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 long time ago. It was like a new year's party. She may have been on Eki. I don't know, but she said to me, she was like a random walk into my house, by the way, on new year's Eve. And she said, <laughs> you were like, so beautiful. Are you a model? Like I just, Oh my God. God, and she was legit. She could have been on drugs, but whatever. Like, and I just laughed because I was probably like 22 and I, it was New Year's Eve and I probably did look good, but I never, ever, 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 ever have seen myself as pretty, you know, ever. Like, I'm just me, you know, and that's how I think most yeah. of us see ourselves. Um, like, I am me. Um, but when someone reflects that back to you, like, you literally, sometimes you look over your shoulder, are you, are you talking to that person? But it's because we're not doing it enough. We're right. just not doing it enough. Actually saying to someone, you know what? Like I say to one sister, you've just got the best butt. Like her booty is just like, it's so amazing. And then my other sister, I'm just like, oh my God, you're just so athletic. Like I love your body. And we literally do this to each other. And it's like, yeah. the whole world did that and just said, I love, you're so beautiful. Yeah. Like, let's just start that right now. And let's this is, you know, let's just do that. And this is like outrageous. You know, I think every woman, uh, again, you know, we are, we are conditioned to play smaller than, than we truly know we are. And so every woman wants to be outrageous. This is like, this is relevant to our pussies too. Like, and you've heard me say this, but you know, she's an attention whore. Every woman out there is secretly a closet attention horror. Like we really want it. That's the feminine is the receiving energy. And like you said, uh, again, we've been so mired in this masculine world that when it comes to us, we don't even know how to receive it. Like, it's like, like you said, like, wait, who's she talking to? And it's like, we don't even know how to receive it. So you're right. We're not doing it enough. And this is, a beautiful outrageous act is to just you know like dare you which everyone wants this dare because secretly we want to be a little bit more outrageous in our lives like let's just go out and for we can start with a week but like you know I'll I'm here to do it forever um but just start telling that like when we see someone and just tell them 
Um, I like ogled over this woman in the grocery store the other day who smelt so good. She had like, I love patchouli and she just like, I couldn't place it right away. And I was like, are you wearing essential oils? And she's like, oh yeah, some lavender and, you know, patchouli. And I was like, patchouli, that's it. I'm like, you smell so good. And she was just like, oh, well, thank you. You know, like this older woman in her seventies who like clearly obviously did not, because we're not used to receiving it, had like, was like overcome with like, wow, thank you. Um, this is all we have to do and practice receiving it. And, you know, the easiest way to receive it too is, is to go, thank you. And you get to be like a little bold and gutsy and daring and say, it's true. Thank you. It's true. It's such an easy way to just receive it and own it as you receive it too. Yeah. Instead of deflecting. And um, one of my clients this morning said, you look really pretty today. And I just went, thank you. And then I carried on where in the past I would have been like, um, cause I usually see her and I'm like, wow, you look so gorgeous, uh, you know? Um, yeah. but usually in the past I would have been like, oh yeah, I just kind of like whipped up my, oh yeah, yeah. You know, mm, just, oh, I'm a bit of a hot mess. You should have seen me yesterday, but instead I just went, thank you. So how are you going? You know? And so I didn't dismiss it because I took it and I went, thanks, yeah. but I didn't need to throw it back or, or, you mm. know, kind of reject it. Um, yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, so much we could keep talking about. Um, <laughs> so much. So I highly recommend anyone who wants to learn about, you know, whether you are kind of like at the beginning or the medium, or you want to go advanced, wherever you are on your journey. I think Meg is. If you feel called to her, go find you. <laughs> so mm. how do we find you? Um, what's the easiest way for people to reach out to you? Um, I recommend Instagram. So my, my handle on Instagram is at, uh, the pleasure prophecy, the dot pleasure dot prophecy, um, is probably the easiest. And all my links are, are on that page. I am on Facebook under Meg Williams. So you can find me there. Um, or my Facebook group, um, sacred sexuality, her pleasure prophecy, um, is also a really delicious space to be. And there's tons and tons of free content. Like you have over 20 hours of recordings. So any questions or desires or things that you're curious about, if you come into the Facebook group, um, you can dive into that library and probably find the answer to anything. Um, so that's a fun place to go to. Oh, wow. Um, and also we'll have all of us in the show notes as well. Um, so amazing and thank you so much for all of this there's like like there is literally like guys go dive into the 20 hours with the staff because I'm like oh I'm gonna go have a look at that um and is there any last kind of golden nuggets or any favorite frames as you would put it um mm. to to say out to anyone? yeah I think <laughs> I, I really loved when you you know when you just address that um, it's not easy. Like there is, it's not easy for us to want to come to this practice. Like there, you know, a lot of this might even have been hard for some people to listen to. Um, so I, I just want to really highlight that, that there is an entry point for anyone, wherever you're at, um, the feminine path, the pleasure path is, about slow pleasure and it's about finding what feels good for you. So, um, you know, I tap into your inner voice, tap into your inner guidance, like what, what would feel good right now. And, um, you know, don't, 
don't dismiss your connection or your draw to explore this more. There's, there's a way for you to access this. And I promise you that, that it is a really expansive field when you lean in. Yeah. Mm, Beautiful. And yeah, just, if you can't put away 30 minutes, put away five minutes. If you can't put away five minutes, just weave it through your reality, drink from the cup that feels energetically delightful, you know, um, eat your food just a little bit more mindfully, like bring all those little weaves through as threads through. And then I think, you know, from what you said today, my favorite frame was you just expand on that. It just keeps expanding naturally. So it's not like you have to hustle to be connected to yourself. No. Yeah. You can't get, it's about letting, letting things unfold. I love, yeah. I love that you brought that in. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Meg. I can't wait to chat to you another time and um, we will talk to you later. All right. Bye my love. Thank you. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family and of course clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.